0: Long live email,
1: dearly beloved. We have gathered together once again to celebrate the elaborate death throes of email. My name is Andrea Bridges Smith, and I'll be undertaking the undertaking today. I always tell you how excited I am about the episode, but today, really, I can hardly stand it. Today, I get to talk to the producer of one of my favorite newsletters. As it turns out, you can just tweet at people you like and ask them if they want to be on your podcast, and the really delightful part is that they'll just agree to do it. What a wonderful world we live in. I'll tell you more about that in a few minutes because I want to keep you in suspense. It's awful, isn't it? But first, before we head any further into the dark forest, I want to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by PostUp. If there's one thing PostUp cares about, it's turning your email marketing program into a well-oiled money-making machine. If you're into oil or money-making or machines or email, visit postup.com to learn more. So today we're launching a new segment called Good News, Bad News. Today's Good News, Bad News comes from Google. Google recently announced that they were going to start supporting responsive design and style and media queries in Gmail, causing every single email marketer on the planet to start freaking out and partying like it was 1999. Seriously, you should have seen the forums. It was crazy out there. This is going to make the process of creating emails so, so much easier. So thank you, Google. This was indeed some good news. But, as they say, you can't open a door without slamming a window onto your fingers, so we have some bad news to report. Google also recently announced that they'll be cracking down on mobile websites that use so-called intrusive interstitials, which you might also know as pop-ups or lightboxes. The problem with this is that damn near everyone has these on their website, and they're used pretty frequently to drive email newsletter signups because they're crazy effective despite the fact that everyone claims to hate them. So what's a poor mobile website to do? Well. What we're advising people to do is to use interstitials or light boxes or pop-ups, whatever you want to call them, sparingly, and instead go with something like a slider unit. It animates in from the side or the bottom. It's still very noticeable, but it doesn't cover up all the content in the way that an interstitial does, so better for the user experience. And we found that they're actually more effective in the long run at capturing email addresses. It's also a good idea to stick an inline capture form between a couple of paragraphs to catch the user while they're enjoying your content and ask them if they want to join your newsletter. So thanks for the bad news, Google, but we're already moving past grief and bargaining into acceptance. Dearly beloved, I am freaking out a little bit about today's episode because I get to interview the writer behind one of my all-time favorite newsletters. I've talked about The Hustle before on the show. Uh, To me, it's a shining example of what an email newsletter should be. It informs and it entertains. And every time I read it, I feel smarter and a little bit happier. So dearly beloved, please welcome the writer bringing sunshine to inboxes everywhere, Mr. Kendall Baker. So Kendall, I'm going to start out by telling you what I love about The Hustle. So I hope you take compliments well. Are you ready for flattery time?
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much.
1: Okay, great. Uh, so, what I love about the hustle, um, the content is great, of course. But I think my favorite thing about it, it's first of all, it's the way you present the content. It's really fun, and you learn a lot at the same time. And I love the little touches that you add to it. I love that your your CTAs are always funny. Like I think one of my favorite ones was um, at the end of an article about uh, the SpaceX rocket exploding. Uh, the CTA was one small step back, (laughs) 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 which I really enjoyed. (laughs) Um, And then I love that at the end of every newsletter, you have uh, these kind of random employees thrown in. Uh, So you usually do something fun with your name. And then there's uh, John, your editor, and then um, people like Windsor Calm, the weatherman, or Count de Monet, the French accountant, uh, so. Those
0: are actually inspired by car talk. Um.
1: Uh, okay, <laughs> yes. I love that show, That's, that makes sense. Uh, and then of course, the Friday shower thoughts. Um, there was one that said, uh, trees live underground and use the above ground part as a snorkel. And you know, I just, I love this newsletter. How do you not love it? <laughs>
0: Well, I'm glad to hear that. I really appreciate it.
1: So um, talk to me a little bit about The Hustle's business model. So it's primarily an email newsletter. And then I saw today that you guys have some events as well. Is that right?
0: Yeah. So um, interest, interestingly enough, sorry, uh, we actually started as an a events company, or really just um, an annual conference um, called HustleCon, uh, which we still do. But originally there was no email newsletter per se. It was really just that... Um, annual event. And the idea behind HustleCon is, you know, it's a conference, um, but it's very much, you know, focused on who have now become our readers, which are, um, you know, very, you know, young, entrepreneurial focused people that are not necessarily very technical. Um, So all of the speakers we get at HustleCon are non-technical entrepreneurs, people behind like Casper and Chubbies, Bonobos, companies like that, that, you know, it's not so much very, you know, the software aspect of things or building apps or anything like that. It's more the like growth marketing stuff and and the really kind of interesting things that, that are kind of under the hood of, of a lot of startups that a lot of people aren't necessarily talking about as much. When you talk about tech in general, it's much more um, technical. So that's the event, and uh, that started about three years ago. Um, and basically what uh, we learned um, was – the, the, the content that we were creating to sell tickets, the, the emails we were sending to kind of introduce the speakers, the infographics we were making about the speakers, uh, people really, really liked that. And so we basically just spun this media company off of the conference and pretty quickly realized that email newsletter and specifically was the way to go. Uh, so that's kind of the, the, the roots and where we're at now.
1: So the big part of your business now is then built around the email newsletter. Is that right?
0: Of course, yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, it started. We started as a conference, realized that that content was kind of the way to go, and now that's absolutely kind of our, you know our primary focus. Um, HustleCon being an annual event, we're obviously very honed in on that as it as it approaches. Um, but f- you know, for the rest of the year, it's very much you know you know getting this thing out every day, making it as good as possible. Um, you know, starting to work with advertisers, uh, just really growing this thing kind of organically, um, five-person team. So everybody's really focused on the, the daily send.
1: Okay, great. And, I, you know, I think the fact that you have such a large chunk of your business revolving around an email newsletter kind of proves that email is not, in fact, dead. Uh, it, how could it be if you can build an entire business around it so that means we'll probably have to change the title of the podcast to something like email marketing's reanimated zombie corpse or something so which actually might not be a bad title i might have to think about that
0: (laughs) yeah but i mean basically how we how we kind of see it is you know uh, obviously, there are probably too many email newsletters out there. And I think sometimes maybe why email maybe gets a bad rap is because people kind of approach it, at least in my opinion, kind of in a lazy way where a lot of companies are, all right, we're a media company and we produce a lot of content online. And then we'll take some of that content and kind of send it out in a newsletter that we're not really focused on stylistically or we're not really putting much time into it, just kind of like an aggregation tool for us. Um, and so our 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 view is is not so much we're a media company with an email newsletter, but we are like any we are a newsletter. Um, and and the, with that, it's like you know the things you were bringing up the small little specific touches that we have in the email. That's because we're we're focused on that singular product. Whereas if we had you know a, a huge website that we were building out, maybe that's where our creativity would be would be focused. But with the email, since it's such a kind of minimalistic, you know, document per se, you, you, that's where your creativity can come out. And that's where you notice these small things because we're just focused singularly on that.
1: Yeah. Um, I think, you know, we work with a lot of publishers and media companies and, you know, you can take the content that you have already and you can, it's really easy to just stick it in a newsletter, you know, and, and you can do that.
0: And, and 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 there's nothing wrong with that, absolutely. But I think the idea behind the newsletter, from from our perspective, is to get away from the noise. I think there's so much content to be consumed these days that, you know, with a Facebook news feed per se, it's very much almost like you're just trying to play catch up all day. It's like, what happened? Okay, this happened. Now I'm reading this. I'm reading this. And, and you're kind of overwhelmed. Whereas if you can sit back um, and rely on at, at least how we, we look at ourselves as, as, you know, your internet friend or your friend that spent all day reading the internet. And so if you trust that friend friend to tell you what you need to know um, and inject some opinion in there every day, then you don't have to spend the day keeping up with the news. You can sit back, and be like, they're doing this. They'll let me know what happened. And then when you wake up in the morning, you've, you, you get to read the f- five, six things that we think and assuming uh, we're, we're doing something right, everybody thinks are the important ones.
1: You know, I, I subscribe to a lot of email newsletters because, you know, because I'm in the biz and uh, <laughs> I like to keep up but there's a few of them and yours is included in a very short list that I actually really look forward to. Like, as soon as it hits my inbox, I'm like, hang on, I got to take a minute. I know I'm busy, but I'm going to read this one because I just like it so much, you know? So
0: thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
1: Do you feel okay telling us how many subscribers you have to the newsletter?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we're, we're right up around 145,000 right now. So if things are going well, I mean, we're, we're obviously learning a ton, um, And it it, it is, you know, there are some interesting discussions where, you know, as you start kind of building out this newsletter, do you start doing, you know, other things like we were kind of just talking about? Do you become more of a, you know, wider uh, media company offering, you know, more types of things, podcasts, video, things like that? Or do you just double down on the newsletter and just really focus on growth? Um, And so that's kind of where we're at now. But the newsletter, again, is absolutely our kind of top priority. And we do view ourselves as a newsletter as opposed to kind of a media company with one.
1: And just for the record, if you guys did have a podcast, I would totally listen to that. <laughs> um, so, have you been the person writing the newsletter since the beginning?
0: Um, I have, yes. Uh, so, you know, we've been doing this. I, can't, I always forget the first day we sent the daily newsletter, but we actually did like a three-week um, kind of beta test with with our, our most loyal readers before kind of going live with it. Uh, I think we, I think our, we first one was like early April, um, but yeah, when I came on, we were we were actually a biweekly newsletter. Um, and so we were, again, writing articles, picking our favorites, kind of, it was a little, a little more than that, just kind of throwing articles in there. We, it was, you know, pretty stylized and we Tuesday, uh, biweekly newsletter and then shift over to this daily. And yeah, I've been, I've been writing that since, since day one. Um, and yeah.
1: Yeah. I think, um, you know, like you said, using humor really helps you stand out in the inbox. I think um, it's something that I'm a huge advocate of. Um, I try to make my Emails that I send as fun as possible. Um, I send one out to everyone at Post Up every Friday, and it has stuff like, you know, dragons and volcanoes and things like that in there. Um, so, why did you guys decide to go that route of making the newsletter humorous?
0: Um, you know what? I think, it, it, I, I obviously, it was a conscious decision for sure, um, but it was also in a lot of ways, kind of just how, you know, not only I write, but just everybody here kind of writes and thinks, um, before doing the daily email, obviously we were writing a lot of articles. And if you read those articles and you read our daily email, I mean, you you can kind of see that the voice is very similar. And so it wasn't like a very aggressive change for us or anything like, all right, we're doing this daily email and we got to be humorous or it was really just like, okay, well, this is how we've been writing. Let's make those articles that used to be thousand words to 250 words. Let's make them more timely, um, and just keep using, you know, that that voice that people uh, appreciate from us. And then, on top of that, I guess I think I mentioned this before, but it's very much an approach of your internet friend. Um, you know, when when you're you know, sitting at a bar with your friends and you're like, you know, what happened today or you're talking about what happened that day. Humor is going to be like injected um, into those conversations. And so that's, again, coming back to that whole theme and it feels a little more casual. Um, And then another thing we have kind of adopted a little bit is we look at ourselves a little bit like The Daily Show. everybody wants to be informed, um, but everybody enjoys being entertained. And so I think a lot of people watch, you know, for instance, the daily show to be entertained. Um, and then the added bonus is while being entertained, you're informed. It's not really the other way around where you really want to know what happened and hope for a laugh. It's like, I really want to laugh and then also find out what happened. So that's kind of the the approach we take is entertainment and humor is very, very important.
1: Yeah. Um, you make a good point there about, uh, you know, The Daily Show, I think, given our current uh, geopolitical climate, that um, definitely a spoonful of sugar helps uh, <laughs> helps it all go down because, who?
0: <laughs> yeah, very much needed.
1: <laughs> so how do you decide what stories go into the newsletter every day?
0: Yeah, we, we have kind of sets rules and standards, I guess, but it's very much a day of kind of feeling it out. Um, and, and I think that's, again, also intentional. The, you know, obviously you have to have some things if you're sending a daily email that are that are the same that people can look for but you also don't want to become something where people kind of exp- you know already know what you're going to write about too much i mean you want people to th- see something happen and be like oh i wonder what the you know the house is going to say about this or i wonder if the hustle will cover this but you don't want to know what we're going to do and so some days it'll be totally different like you know, most days it's you know five stories some days it'll be like a huge long one and Bunch of shorter ones. And so it's very much like that day, you know, we see what's going on. Uh, we, we consume a ton, a ton of stuff online and basically just like, all right, sit down, talk about this. That one should definitely be in. That one shouldn't be in. That one's on the fringe. Let's see what happens later. So it's it's really just like kind of an ongoing process every day um, and just kind of trusting our, again, we, you know, we, we kind of write for ourselves. And so it's trusting, you know, what do we think is important? What are we talking about right now in this office? Chances are, people that read us and, and like what we have to say are probably thinking or talking about the same things. And so it's very much a gut gut thing for us.
1: So that actually brings me to my next question. What are your must read publications every day? Where are you getting your news from?
0: Yeah. Um, so it's definitely a mix of, you know, just actually going to, going to websites, which is such an archaic thing. I know, but you know, going to, going to websites, a lot of, of obviously Reddit, Hacker News, um, you know, more, uh, Feeds like that. We also have an RSS feed that we all uh, share, so we're, you know, to make sure that we're all seeing the same things. I'd say, I mean, for me personally, if I had to kind of pick my favorite sources of tech news right now, I think I'd have to put Quartz uh, up there pretty high. I think they do a good job of, you know, you know what they, you know what their wheelhouse is, but they kind of cover a very wide range of things and they do it very well. Um, so I, I, I like their kind of variety and course is definitely up there for me i I also uh we recently kind of subscribed to the information um which is you know very minimal uh output but every article they they write is great so it's one of those things where it when that when an article from the information pops up on our rss feed it's like all right gotta read this right now drop everything so those two i'd say are my kind of two favorite sources when i see an article posted i'm like all right i'm definitely reading this one um there's a good chance i'm going to be interested in this
1: so it seems like t- two major job requirements for you would be to be able to read very fast and write very fast. Is that right?
0: <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I ever—it's ever really a rushed process. I mean, we definitely have to have deadlines. That's something we've we've kind of learned uh, with time, especially with the daily email, where it is such a you know start from scratch every day. It really does help when you have. Very set times. I mean, before you know, there's there's the thing about being on the West Coast when you're doing something like this, um, and when you're kind of curating the news is we do have the advantage of you know the news cycle here ends for us around six, as opposed to on the East Coast it'd be nine. So we kind of have like advantage on the back end of there, so we have more time to write at night, as opposed to East Coasters probably have more time to write in the morning. Um, so our day is kind of pushed pushed back. But even even so, you know, setting that deadline. And I guess, like you said, you know, me writing fast is, is definitely important, but we there's never a time when it's we're rushing to get it out. We, we definitely take care to get it finished with plenty of time to get edits, uh, because, again, that's such an important part to inject that humor in there. Definitely, definitely uh, required to read fast um, and read a lot and consume and just kind of uh, feel out what's going on in the world. Um, but uh, it's, it's definitely not like a rushed process and it's actually a ton of fun.
1: Yeah, it seems like it's a lot of fun. And don't worry, it definitely does not feel rushed at all. It feels real good. (laughs) All right, Kendall. Well, um, I want to thank you, first of all, for being on the show today. And secondly, for cranking out one of my absolute favorite email newsletters every day. Uh, Dearly beloved, if you'd like something in your inbox that doesn't suck, and Kendall, feel free to use that ringing endorsement on your website, uh, visit the hustle.co to sign up. You can also follow Kendall on Twitter at TheKendallBaker. And finally, I'd like to thank our beautiful audience for tuning in once again to the podcast. And I'd like to thank PostUp for making it all possible. If you want to send out incredible emails, visit postup.com and we'll be happy to help. We'll be back next time to see if email marketing has kicked any buckets and we hope you'll join us. Until next time, email marketers, keep on rocking in the inbox because email's not quite dead just yet.